Winkin, Blinkin, and Nod by Eugene Field Winkin, Blinkin, and Nod, one night sailed off in a wooden shoe, sailed on a river of crystal light into a sea of dew. Where are you going, and what do you wish? the old moon asked the three. We have come to fish for the herring fish that live in this beautiful sea. Nets of silver and gold have we, said Winkin, Blinkin, and Nod. The old moon laughed and sang a song as they rocked in the wooden shoe. The wind that sped them all night long ruffled the waves of dew. Little stars were the, were the herring fish that lived in the beautiful sea. Now cast your nets wherever you wish, never afraid are we. So cried the stars to the fishermen three, Winkin, Blinkin, and Nod. All night long their nets they threw to the stars in the twinkling foam. Then down from the skies came the wooden shoe, bringing the fishermen home. Twas also pretty a sail, it seemed, as if it could not be. And some folk thought twas a dream they dreamed of sailing that beautiful sea. But I shall name you the fishermen three, Winkin, Blinkin, and Nod. Winkin and Blinkin are two little eyes, and Nod is a little head. The wooden shoe that sailed the skies is a wee one's trundle bed. So shut your eyes while mother sings of wonderful sights that be, and you shall see the beautiful things as you rock in the misty sea, where the old shoe rocked the fishermen three, Winkin, Blinkin, and Nod. Salutations and welcome to The Fairy Ring, a podcast portal into our curiosity. I am your host and cosmic friend, Michelle Lark. This is the podcast for you if you love folklore, mysticism, conscious creativity, mythology, storytelling, and exploring the strange and beautiful side of life. This episode is chapter 5 of this season's meditative narrative, co-written by my beautiful and very talented friend, Kaylin McAllister. In previous chapters, the fairy ring found us in a neon red cityscape in an abandoned cathedral, which transported us into a labyrinth where a raven helped us get through the blocks of our mind and into the desert where the constellation Scorpius crawled from the sky to the moon to the sand below to reveal herself to be the goddess Isis who led us to her personal oasis and deep within the water into her cosmic greenhouse where she grew stars and planets and led us to a blue planet where an old world is about to be made new again. To listen to chapters 1 through 4 of The Fairy Ring for free, you can visit www.enterthefairyring.com or your preferred podcast platform. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy the episode. shifts to a moving form of indigo. The frequency of the form is quick, like a series of dancing shadows caught in a light. It begins to dance on the moon, and from the darkness, the creature pulls out a crystal pipe, 
lighting it with a blue flame. The form breathes out a circle of smoked starlight, and the glass greenhouse floats through the ring. As the greenhouse goes through the circle of starlight, the green and iridescent panels shift and melt into a glass boat, cosmic flowers twisting into a mighty sail. The goddess Isis puts a hand on your shoulder, and with the other holds up her yellow scorpion in her palm, and hums as it transforms into gold light, then to dust, as it floats up into the night sky to become the constellation of Scorpius once more. Dark blue clouds part as the glass boat descends onto the planet, landing on the water, causing a quiet ripple to expand into a gentle wave in all directions. Everywhere you look, all you can see is water stretching endlessly until it binds with the night sky. Above, more indigo children smoke and dance on the moon, jumping from star to star. Their energy is so close to the water, they cast blue moonbeams into the sea, outlining the ruins of an ancient underwater city. The goddess Isis harvests starlight flowers growing from her cosmic garden, and drops each of the petals into the water like an offering. The particles of light float down, letting the forgotten ruins be remembered once more. As you look down through the bottom of the glass boat, you see broken buildings of neon coral, curving pathways of broken blue stone, dilapidated temples and statues. As the starlight falls deeper into the ocean floor, countless skeletons of mermaids lay quietly along the blue pathways. Comet. The talking prey mantis of the greenhouse squirms into the overall pocket of goddess Isis. What happened to them? Comet asks, their eyes wet and blue as the water. This city was home to the ancient gods of the water and their creations before the war, Isis says but does not elaborate. A haunted expression on her face changes to one of serenity. But that was long ago, and now it is time for a new era. The fairy ring has allowed for a new portal to be made in this world, and it is time for the old gods to return. You feel cool perspiration on your face as the breeze picks up around you and the waves begin to rock the boat in a crescendo as you hear the otherworldly songs of the whales deep within the ocean. The stardust that the goddess Isis placed in the water gathers into a large ring at the bottom of the ocean floor. In the center of the circle is a darkness deeper than black, but something that is the absence of all life. But yet from it, three primordial whales swim into the once forgotten world of their creation. Each whale is a distinct shade of blue. One so light, it almost looks to be of ice, with eyes of pure white. The other, an ultramarine of deep midnight, and eyes a glossy black. The last and the largest of the three 
a wail of the same indigo of the dancing souls in the night sky, with two different colored eyes, one the color of ice, and other of the night. As they sing, bolts of blue lightning echo under their blubber. The glass boat over them is barely the size of one of their fins. The goddess Isis touches your shoulder again and makes a gesture to remind you to keep breathing. These are the three gods of the ancient world of water, wink, blink, and nod. For their enormity, their grace dancing under the water reminds you of a ballerina or a dragonfly or morning glories opening just before dawn. The voices of the whales are not found in the water like their song, but in your mind, a psychic link of communication. The first to introduce themselves is the ice blue whale, Wink. I create microcosms. I am the god of fine-tuning and order. My power is a quiet one that brings peace. I was born under the stars of cancer. Blink is the second to speak. I create macrocosms. I can create material in its essence. I am the god of uncharted seas and chaos and concept. I am brave and adventurous. And I was born under the stars of Scorpio. The voice of Nod is the last to enter your mind. I am the harmony between wink and blink, god of equilibrium and essence, invoker of spirit, responsible and ethical. I am the navigator. Things cannot come into their final form without my nod of approval. I was born under the stars of Pisces. You watch as the whales continue their spoken word. I dreamed of the sky, the Milky Way, the cosmos, a universe expanding, brought into boundaries, planet. I dreamed of city, temple, Roadways, starshine, paths, anemone, and starfish, neon colors, and silver moonlight. Creation. Their song, electricity, and their body charging the water and sending it through the city after each of the approvals of Nod. For the seed must die in order to grow again. The neon brilliance of the coral lights up again, buildings of pink, green, and orange. The light causes a smack of teal jellyfish to float above the city like lanterns. The pathways heal, the temples rebuilt, the statues the only things left broken. And finally, the whales sing in a harmony all together, and the indigo children of the sky fall into the ocean like shooting stars. 
finding their homes of old bones. Mermaids or any creature of fantasy never look quite what you imagined them to be. Mermaids of angular faces and glittering fins swim through the water once more, and others with sharp teeth and no eyes swim again through their coral city finding old instruments, filling their temples with seashells and music once again united with their old gods of creation. One mermaid of indigo skin swims to the bottom of the glass boat and presses a webbed hand against the barrier and swims away quickly with the precision of a hummingbird or a wasp. A purple light shines from the temple in the center of the city. That is where you go next, says the goddess Isis, pointing to the temple of violet light. She crushes a flower from her garden and rubs it on each side of your neck, chanting the words of a spell until gills appear under her touch. Before you can speak the human sentiments of goodbyes or ask questions, the panel of glass you stand on disappears and you fall through the clear water. You breathe underwater through the gift the goddess gave you as the glass boat lifts off the water but not before Comet the Praying Mantis jumps off, its head encased in a small bubble. You float side by side in the water as the goddess and her cosmic garden sail off in the direction of Scorpius. Wink, blink, and nod. Swim and stop before you. You take a moment to pause and look into each of their eyes realizing just how small you really are. In their eyes you see the destruction of old worlds and the beginning of others. You see the constellations as they were meant to be seen, an archive of men and women, of where they have been and where they are going, a map of gods miracles. You touch their blubber and a shock of electricity runs through you, changing your bones into one of the merfolk. You take this knowledge with you as you swim towards the temple of violet light, comet hanging on to your shirt. A fear begins to well up inside you of never again getting back to your human life or human form, but it is quietly pushed away deep into the water as you swim like a bolt of thunder towards the temple of violet light. This season's meditative narrative has been going through all of the chakras and this episode has been all about the throat chakra which is blue and rules our communication. Whales are important in this episode because they symbolize communication but also psychic communication and the healing frequency of music 
the frequency of whale song is haunting and otherworldly, whale song is still one of the modern mysteries in terms of how powerful it is. There's some things we don't know. I'll be linking a really good Gizmodo article about the frequency of whale song, its evolution over time, how it relates to mating call, and the interruption of whale song because of acoustic pollution in the ocean from humans creating underwater explosions and military sonar. It's worth a read, but on the more spiritual side, um, the whale song is considered to have mysterious powers of healing. Um, just like we have a biological reaction to the forest when we're around trees, we also have programmed responses to certain frequencies and sounds like the whale song, purring cats, and other natural sounds still perplex us because we know it has a healing force but our understanding is still limited. It's refreshing to remember that we don't know everything in the universe and mystery is healthy because it keeps curiosity alive.